you have to be identified you have to be identified so if you want to title what i'm talking about this morning you can say i have to be identified john chapter 13 john chapter 13 from verse 34 to 35 you have to be identified the bible speaking there says a new commandment i give unto you that you love one another as i have loved you that you also love one another then verse 35 says by these all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another in the first corinthians thing that i was talking about in verse 12 paul was talking to a, a church that i believe is victory house happening very soon in the name of jesus this church had all kinds of gifts this church a regular guy in that church who prophesy a regular guy in that church works miracles there was just the gift of the the spirit of god there was the charisma you know the charisma the word charisma means gift and the holy spirit is very charismatic you know sometimes when people ca ca classify some of us you know tongue-talking christians as charismatic the holy spirit is himself the charismatic one he's a very charismatic personality he has gifts he has gifts different varying gifts and sometimes some people break their neck over that i don't have this gift i want that gift but, and, and it is okay to want the gift in fact, paul in that verse 31 of um first corinthians 12 says earnestly desire the best best gift so it is okay to want gifts it is okay to want to prophesy it is okay to work miracles in fact it is not okay to watch things happen and just feel like well let it just happen like that no and it is not okay to say it is them that should do it it is not okay to think that there is a them and there is a us thing it is not even okay to understand and be looking at from the pew to the pulpit because when jesus died jesus took that pulpit and pew thing away no when the curtain was uh, uh when the veil was turned into two what jesus did was what you call clergy and laymen jesus took it away so in the eyes of jesus there is no clergy there's no layman because if you receive jesus as many as received him to them he gave power to become sons of God. We are all sons of God. So, yes, you know, by reason of alignment and push some people, you know, they press into something. And of course, for, for, for the purpose of speciality and the purpose of uniqueness, God has given gifts to men, apostles, prophets, pastors, and all of that. I, I, I get that. But you see, when it comes to gifts, like the gifts plural of the Holy Spirit, the charismatic gifts, that, like we normally call them, is for everybody. God wants all of us to have it. And the reason why some of us don't have it is not because we cannot have it. It's because we have not desired it. Because there are some things that you don't even give except somebody wants it. There are many things. There are dimensions in God you can never get into except you want it. Except you press for it. Except you desire it. So he says, desire earnestly after the best gift. But he now said, look, the best gifts are good. But let me show you a more excellent way. And this more excellent way was even what Jesus left with them and said, look, people will need to identify you. People will need to know you. People will need to be able to recognize who you are without you speaking. You see, we are now in the days where people have to say who they are before you know. They have to tell you, I am a Christian. You know, 
They will have to use the words. In fact, even in church, somebody will have to say, I am a, they will not put born again Christian. Sometimes you are like, which one is which? You can't be a Christian without being born again. Because the word Christ itself means that if a man therefore be in Christ, is a new creature. So born again is a Christian. So born again Christian that people now say is to show that things have gotten so low. And Jesus said the identifier is not even these gifts. We thank God for the gifts. But you see, gifts can be faked. And I don't know if you've met some of these phony people. You know, they can call phone numbers. But that, that's not, it's not spiritual to call phone numbers. They can call last name, first name. But it's divination, not divine. Not from God. They are using familiar spirit. Because you see, the realm of the spirit, the way the realm of the spirit works is that if you can peep into that realm in any dimension, whether through God or through another means, there are things you can, you can figure out. I mean, I, I, I used to be concerned back in those days when a very funny person, phony, and then not even funny, phony person, you know, in Africa, would just walk up to you and be reading your mail, so to say. I remember I was, I was fixing a car somewhere the other day in the, in the garage and these three people came to me. They look like <laughs> some people that you had seen in some of these African magic movies. <laughs> they just came. I said, they used one word. I said, come. I said, ah, look at you. You are bold. Though. <laughs> I mean, I was younger then, so I didn't have wisdom at all. You know, I was just raw. Ah, we pray. Somebody will say, come. You meet me, I'll tell you, come. <laughs> and come, we eat, come. I first looked at them like, ah, should I answer this? People? So I just thought to myself, well, culture's sake, uh, you know, because why are you telling me, come? I know you now. I know who you people are. You are funny people or phony people. And then they now said some things, you know, and they were kind of correct. So I was kind of like, okay. Then they now told me that, okay, should they say more? That I need to do something. I said, don't worry. Why are you telling me? <laughs> something I can know by, for free from God. You know, you're not telling me. I said, don't worry. So when I got home, or when I saw my mom, and I told her, I said, ah, well, how come they know those kind of things and all that kind of thing? So I, I, I was curious. But late, I, 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 as I grew in the things of God, I, I came to find out that that's not a big deal. If you have access to the spirit, the supernatural, uh, or to a realm outside of this, you know, uh, physical dimension, you will pick things, you will know things. That's why the devil always comes and deceives people. That's why the devil sometimes will come into people's dreams and all of that kind of thing and show you stuff. And do because there are some common information in that realm. It's just like now, I can know common information because of the news. It doesn't mean I'm in the CIA. For example, I can know that uh, the balloon, something, something, they, they fell some balloon down or something like that. And uh, I can know that. Why? Because of the news. You know, I don't need to be a, a, any special person. So there are common information. And so th those things exist. So uh, to use charisma, to use gifts, or the fact that things are outside of this realm to define people, you, you miss it. And so Jesus had given us how to identify and how we should self-identify. He had given us how we should portray ourselves, how we should show ourselves, how he even wants people to see us. And he said in that scripture that we just read, uh, John chapter 13, 34, he says, by this men shall know you. There are several uh, birthmarks that we have in Christendom. There are several characteristics or foundations or things that just comes that are supposed to be natural if you give your life to Christ. The first one is this. 
you will there will be a practice of righteousness and not a practice of sin i want us to open this scripture first john chapter 2 verse 29 first john chapter 2 verse 29 the bible says first john 2 29 it says if you know that he is righteous you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. It's good to read the scripture because some of us know that righteousness means right standing with God. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, if a man therefore is in Christ, the new creature, all things are passed away. You know, all things are of God who has made us, uh, 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 he has made us who, who, who are we're sin. He has made us to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, righteousness has been imputed to us. It's the state you are being given. But you see, many people stop at that because they think that, well, I'm righteous and I'm already righteous. It's true. You are already righteous. But you see, there is a thing called the practice of righteousness. It's like citizenship. You can be a citizen and not practice your civic duties. You know that, right? You can be a citizen of a country and your civic duty is to vote and you don't vote. The fact that you don't vote does not mean you can't vote. You may be able to vote but you have to exercise your right to vote. And God is saying in the scriptures that if you are righteous, you should practice it. And let me say the truth. If there is anything, if there, if there are things that one of the things we need to do more and more is to practice that righteousness. Is to live the life that we have been given. You have to live like you are a child of God. You have to. Because sometimes some of us, the same thing that somebody that doesn't know God is doing, that's what you are doing. And you are saying it's my spirit. Ah. <laughs> he that is righteous. He that is righteous, that his spirit is righteous, he will practice it. And it is not your spirit that will be practicing it. It's your body. It's your mind. Because some people, they acotomize this thing and say, my, my spirit is righteous. Even if my body is performing it, some sins, it's my body. <laughs> That's schizophrenic. If your body is part of you. Are, you are, you are, and once you are in that body, it's your own. I mean, <laughs> you know, I remember several years ago, and um, this was before I got born again. You know, one day I was sleeping in the... I slept earlier than everybody. I woke later than everybody. But I had done something in the night that nobody knew about. I went to a boarding school. And then for some reason we just... I don't know, you know, some of these young things that we did. Sometimes when you just wake up later and see what you did, you are like, God, thank you for your mercy. So, in between that sleeping and waking up, I went to the girls' hostel. So, in the morning, they caught everybody. They didn't catch me. Because I, I, I slept before everybody, I woke up after everybody. So, I mean, and I slept the way I, I woke up the way I slept. <laughs> but, people saw me there. And they had mentioned me. So, some people were like, ah, but what of my clothes and all that? I wore somebody else's clothes. You understand? So, I mean, if they have caught that cloth, the person that owns the cloth will also be responsible. It's not true. And that's my thinking that the, even clothes, they will take that. Is your clothes now? We'll take, so, how much more your body? Because if, if clothes can be <laughs> liable, how much more the body? You know, so people argue with me, ah, did you go? Did you go? I said, 
In fact, if I first time I said it depends, it depends, it depends. So people were wondering. <laughs> you you either went or you didn't go. I said, well, well, well. So what is the punishment? <laughs> so when I heard that the punishment was that they were supposed to suspend us, but they had commuted it to something. And I said, truly, I, I, I went. They was like, no, 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 they are lying at you. I said, don't worry, let me just go and serve <laughs> the punishment. But uh, the moral of that story was this. Even clothes were liable in that story. If they saw, if, if those clothes that they saw later on, they, those were some of the things that they used to trace people. And how much more human body? You are liable. It's you. <laughs> so when you take something, uh, all this, the devil made me do it. It's kind of like it, but you also did it. You know, the devil made me do it, but you also did it. So the Bible is saying, one of the birthmarks of a child of God is that they practice righteousness and not sin. And, and I'm not saying that sometimes you don't fall. I mean, we are human beings. I know that. But when you now make a practice of sin, when you do things without any repercussion, we just, I'm, I'm already righteous. No, that's not how it works. Bible says one of the birthmarks of a true believer is that you practice righteousness. What is one of the first uh, other birthmarks of a true believer? You overcome the world. You know how to exercise your right to overcome the world. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, he said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You know how to use your faith to exercise your faith to overcome the world. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, he says that we overcome the devil. Because the world and the devil, they may look alike, but they are not the same. The world is suffering from the sin of Adam, but there's still the devil that still makes people, that still inflicts people on stuff the bible says we know that whoever is born of god does not sin but who but he who has been born of god keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him so you have overcome the devil and you need to have this mentality because sometimes the way some people think is that the devil is very powerful i'm not saying that the devil is stupid but the devil is not as powerful as you, you, you think it is. He, he is. Especially if you are a child of God. His power cannot overcome you. He can challenge you. He can trouble you. But the Bible said, the wicked one does not. He cannot successfully touch him. I mean, in the long run. Because all things will work together for that child of God. And I think the hallmark of the birth mark on a child of God, it can be... One of it is practicing righteousness. One of it is overcoming the world. One of it is overcoming the devil. But the one that we are focusing on this month is loving God and others. Loving God and others. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. You see, because love is of God. Love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God. Not everyone that talks about love, everyone that actually loves is born of God. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible also says, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begots, also loves him, who is begotten of him. That just means that. If you love the Father, you will love the Son. You love, you love God. 
So love is a major identifier of a child of God. God wants to see you show your love. He wants you to love. And you see, what I want to stress this morning, and I would, that's where I'm going to put it together, is that love for most people, they thought that love is emotional. But I want to let you understand this morning that love, the God love, is not emotional. It's a command. It's a command. Why is that different from being emotional? When it's emotional, then I have to depend on feelings. When it is a command, I have to depend on instructions. Because if we walk it through emotions, who have, who have issues? So the love that we are talking about, this identifier love, it is not an emotion. It is a command. Look at several scriptures that show it is a command. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5, in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5, the Bible says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Meaning, this is a command. It's a command. You cannot deploy yourself. You can't, God can't tell you what you can't do. That means you are able to do it. If you read another scripture in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, it says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That means it is possible. Sometimes the way some people say, well, ah, I, I can't forgive that person. You can. You have just chosen not to. You have just chosen. Because the basic part of love is a choice. You choose it. Even, even the... The, uh, uh, and I'm talking about the God kind of love now, but even, even the non-God kind of love in terms of romantic love, and sometimes romantic love can be God kind of love, but some other time it cannot be. Even that one, you can choose. <laughs> Again, in my high school, I had too many escapades in my high school thing. I remember one time, you know, I was sharing with people in Bethel, but I didn't get to this part of the story. You know, when I told somebody that I want to, how, how do you love you? How do you know if you love somebody and he says something, you know? And one of the things he said was that sometimes you won't be dreaming about them. I said, ah, oh, wow. I've never dreamed about anybody. <laughs> Some of us, it's just food we dream about. <laughs> Especially if you go to the kind of school I went to, you will dream about food a lot because it's a respite. <laughs> you have been hungry all day. <laughs> and you close your eyes, you see food, you will eat. <laughs> ah, you know, so it's food me I'm dreaming about. But... I said, say, okay, maybe. And I saw somebody, one of my friends, I said, okay, do I like her? I don't know. So I started writing the girl's name. By the way, it's not my wife now, amen? <laughs> but I've done that to my wife too, okay? <laughs> In a different way. Uh, so I started writing the name, and I would draw it. We would go to class to go and read. They call it prep. Prep means you read for the next day. But me, I'll be drawing name and be writing all kind of calligraphy letters something you know just all kinds of letters the things that children do say <laughs> i know that some of us when we now become parents are like in our head are you thinking like that <laughs> but god will help you amen your children will not do some of your own discussions amen <laughs> i know some people will say that amen ah <laughs> if my children do the kind of discussion i did ah some people they will say, Pastor, I was very, very bad. And they will say it again, very, very bad. I understand. We were there. <laughs> because sometimes some people, when they see some of us had this movie, they just say, we, we drop like this. And sometimes when they know that you came through a pastor's life, we were not like that. We smoked. We... Let's leave that part. <laughs> so I was trying this, I was writing. 
And you know what happened? Because of a choice of mine to start doing all of that, and I started paying attention, affection started developing. Because anything you give your attention, you might get affection from it. That's why some people who think that they are very strong and they are always chatting with everybody, some of your old classmates, just, you are just my BFF, and just chatting, chatting. You are already, that attention is already building affection. And before I knew it, even this love, the funny love that I had that time, I started having dreams. <laughs> I said, what? Ah, that means I love this person. So I, I, I said that to say that. I chose. I chose. It was my choice. And it eventually, it now looked like, ah, it was meant to be. <laughs> All right? So, love is a command. Love is a command. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, Dear children, oh, okay, no, not that one. Um, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is Jesus speaking. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law. There are ten laws that was given to Moses. Ten laws. And the Bible is saying there, all the laws and the prophets. Not just even the ten commandments. Everything. So when the Bible says law and prophet, that means the Old Testament. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. What's the two commandments? The first one, love God. The second one, love others. Believe me, if you practice those two, the New Testament is simple. New Testament is hanging on two legs. It's hanging on love God and love people. If you do that, you have fulfilled the law. You have practiced the New Testament. Some, some people call it the royal law. That is what it is. Now, let me, let me say this and then we'll, we'll begin to dance and celebrate God this morning or afternoon. Pardon us for the time. It's our testimony that stretched the time a little bit. But we'll be out of here soon. What, is, what are the litmus tests of this love I'm talking about? How can I tell? Because I said you have to be identified. And by your identification, I don't mean that you now carry it on your head and write love or do a tattoo and all that kind of Because people do all kinds of stuff. You know, wear a t-shirt, just write love in Greek. Agapo, agapao. That's, that's not what we're talking about. So how do we really test this thing? Number one, or let's, let's go to the scripture. First John chapter 3 and verse 18. The Bible says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech. Some translation put only. But with actions and in truth. So what is the litmus test of love? In that scripture, it is not saying don't love with words. Because you can really love with words. Words are very powerful. Words are containers. So a lot of people will use it in this whole Valentine something now, you know. Some people will just use it to their own advantage and they don't mean it. But in, in Jesus' name, you will figure out that person that is lied to you. Amen to Jesus. And because I said uh, words can be deceptive, if you need to use the words, go and use it. Can somebody say amen? Because some of our brothers, Jesus is Lord. You just say, well, 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 this love is a command. Blah, 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 blah. That, that's why you should not be romantic. Who said that? I didn't say that one. I'm now saying it now. You express love with words. Can somebody say amen? Yeah. You are a husband. You express word with love with words. 
You express love with words. Ah, she knows I love her. But say it now. I said it last time. Say it again. They forgot it. Have you not noticed? You forget now. Or they, they need to hear it today. Today's world is different. God told us that there is daily load of blessing. If there's daily load of blessing, there should be daily load of love. Can somebody say amen? So all these are our daddies and dads. Huh? Let's say we love them. Be poetic. Amen. Write your own poem. Let it rhyme. And if it doesn't even rhyme, just write it. Amen. Because it doesn't have to have day, 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 day. Or shun, 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 shun. You know, I remember what. <laughs> Let me not go there. Let me, because sometimes. <laughs> but write words. And sometimes when you, some of us say some of these things, we ourselves go and listen to this message. And some people will now be checking your script. You said they should write words. Where are your own words? So, but you see, you show love by words. Words of love. The Bible speaking in Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1. It says a soft word can turn away strife. Can turn away wrath. You can literally take out fire with words. Something is boiling in your house. You can quench it with words. Or you can excavate it. Or escalate it with words. You can, people can say something. And you spoil everything. I was going to give you another example from high school where I use words and I got into big, big, big trouble. But words are a big deal. They are a big deal. The Bible speaking in Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. It says, let your words be seasoned with salt. Whenever you speak to somebody, you are either communicating love or communicating hate. You know, we talk about hate speech, but there's, I don't hear a lot of love speech. We need more love speech because there are no vacuums. We have derided hate speech we need to elevate love speech we need more people that speak love parents need to speak love to children yes your child wants you to know you are proud of them yes i know that some of us are very driven uh, well uh, it's okay and i believe in that too because some parents take it to the extreme where it's only effort we celebrate i don't celebrate only effort though. I celebrate results too. Amen to Jesus. I, I don't have a problem with effort. I can acknowledge effort, but I will encourage you to also get results. But that does not mean that in the name of results, we now crush that person. We crush that child. We, we say, I like to be frank. <laughs> One of my sons would tell <laughs> the other, I, say, I, I, I just want to be frank. I would say, ah, but I love you. Eh, but I don't know if I should say I love you now. <laughs> because I don't think... <laughs> I don't, when you get the guy said, I said, come, 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 come. We don't say that one. You just say you love, you love her too. Ah, for now. <laughs> because sometimes we say things so that they become things. Because some people are saying, I like to be frank. I like to just tell it as if you always tell it as it is. Ah, may the Lord help your cheeks to remain in order. <laughs> because sometimes some people tell it as it is and they get it as it. <laughs> I don't think that ah, this is America. Ah, they, people are still chopping slab. <laughs> Sorry, it's not chop. <laughs> people can receive slap. <laughs> Did you know? Was it Oscars? Uh, eh? You you got it. You got it. If you don't get it, forget about it. <laughs> because somebody I. I just saw the guy. <laughs> the guy was like, it, 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 it. <laughs> he was just talking. He's using words. Using words. And the words hit a different nerve. 
and they serviced. It's like people playing ping pong. Mm. They just serviced him. Bye. Ah! There was moments of silence. So to avoid stories that touch, moments of silence, servicing of cheeks, good words, good words. Can somebody say amen? Some wives, the reason the husband is misbehaving, you don't encourage him. This guy is trying. He's made progress. Yes, he's not yet poetic. But he's already pee, 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 pee. Identified the pee. <laughs> he has started. At least he bought a card. Say no. Don't you see what Pastor he was saying? Use words. It just uh, it starts somewhere. Identify effort. Celebrate effort. Even if the food has plenty salt. There are ways to communicate this thing. There are ways to do it. Sometimes I'll just say, D -d did you taste the food? I, I, I just, she says, ah, no, no, I didn't taste it. Oh, you didn't taste it. Okay, okay. I, I think you should taste it. <laughs> so I say, what do you think about it? <laughs> because you have to get feedback from that. Because if you use your mouth to say it, McDonald's. <laughs> that's, your, that's where you'll be hanging out. So what am I saying this morning? Your words, your words, your words, they matter. As a husband, it matters. Even if you are not yet married, it matters. And some guys, you use words to be getting them along. You are not serious, so you are just using words. Sister, I like you. I, I, hey, you, you look very good today. You, I, and you just, you, you see, there's nothing, but you're just using words to, to, to create a, a, a class of ladies following you. I'm coming for you this month. And it's not natural, it's spiritual. I'm telling you, I, I have arsenal as of you, and I want to start using those arsenal. So if you are doing those kind of things, you will see me in your dreams. <laughs> but you get the message. Use words right. Even Jesus, he speaks words to his people. He tells them things. I call you no longer servant. I call you friend. Even God. Do you know the purpose of prophecy? You know one of the purposes of prophecy? Because most of the time, whether God tells you some of these things, He will still do it. Why does He still say it? So that you will hear it. It's to encourage you. It's a love language. He's speaking your love language. Kind words. He's speaking a long language to you. So how do you test love? You use words. How do you test love? Action. Words are not enough. We can't eat words now. <laughs> We need more than words because some of you say, ah, words, ah, I can't, yeah, I'm very good with that one. We want to see actions. Actions commensurate to those words. Action that look like you love them. Action that they will get the message that, oh, this is love. Show that child action that you love them. Touch them, hug them. Hey, you know, some of us, we grew up in Africa, so we didn't see a lot of family display of affection, not <laughs> FDA. We didn't see it. The FDA was not in. It was not dark. <laughs> so maybe we didn't get that, uh, that joke. But um, there was no public family display of affection. If they love you, they won't even tell you. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I, I'm looking at the screen. My mom may be watching, but she has said it. So like, uh, this, this is now public knowledge. The first time my mom told me I love you. Ah. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> He was on the phone. She was already in America. Me, I was in Nigeria. I said, ah, is that my mom? 
I said, I just did, mm-mm. Because if I go and say, and I'm wrong, ah, she can show up. <laughs> Mommy, I don't mean it like that, but, <laughs> you know. But much more than the words, you have to show it. Actions of love. There are actions of love. When you give people gifts, it's an action of love. When you spend time with them, it's an action of love. Many of us parents, we need to spend time with our children. The, this whole YouTube thing is not safe. Oh. This whole, even the one they call um, kids app, they are not as kids friendly. They need to know you. They need, you need to be there for them. One, of, one great man of God told me, said, Manuel, don't make the mistake we made. My children did not know me. So when I go home, I know sometimes I travel within this city. <laughs> I was telling somebody that, so especially this fast, sometimes I'll be out of the house for many days. But when I get there, I want to just sit down with them, you know. Just know me. I have to show. I can't just tell you I love you, I love you. You know daddy loves you. You know daddy loves you. Then I don't show up for games. Of course, they know my boundaries. So they are not, they are this, that game. It can never happen those days. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'll show up. I'll show up. Some of it is very inconvenient. I'll show up. It's, it's because one of the things I told myself when I was young, not even married yet, I said I would never be an absent father. It's a choice. There are too many absent fathers, and some of them are not, they still stay in the house with their mother, the mother of the children, but they are absent in everything. They are not showing up. Don't be an absent father. Don't be an absent wife. Don't be an absent husband. Don't be an absent friend. Hey, my friend, my BFF, my BFF, you never show up for them, you never help them, you never, you are not, you don't love them. If you love people, you will show up. There are actions that prove that you love people. There are actions that show love. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, you will do. He said you will do my commandment, but I want you to focus on the fact that if you love, you will do. There is nobody that loves that doesn't love. There is an action that you have to take to show that you love. Yes, actions don't prove that you love. But that you love and you don't take action is not true. There will be things you will do. You will spend time with them. You will show up for them. You will remember things about them. You will give them your time. You will give them yourself. If you love God, we will see you. This one that you are always thinking, I love you, Lord. God has heard a lot. He wants you to show it. He has said, you wait some people say, I love you, Lord. God is like, ah. Use your, your love. You're always just saying it. Oh yeah, prove it. Prove it. Show it. Let me see it. If you love God, I will see it in your time. I will see it in your use of your treasure. I will see it in your use of your talent. If you love God. It's not just mouth service. Jesus said, these people serve me with their lips only, but their heart is far from me. Why? Their action is not corresponding to their words. So you have to have actions that correspond to your words. That's what that first John chapter 3, verse 18 says. And the way you show it is you show it many times by sacrifice. You have to show it by sacrifice. So you show it with your words, you show it with your actions, you show it with your sacrifice. Sacrifice is like an action, but it's different. It will not always be convenient for you to show your love. Any love that is convenient all the time, I, I suspect it. If we are truly Christians, many times we will have to love when we should not love. When it doesn't make sense. 
when the person was rude to you, when the person was not kind to you, when your husband was not kind to you, when your son did not do what you wanted them to do. The love that I'm talking about this morning is sacrificial. That is what the Bible was saying in that uh, first uh, John chapter 3 verse 18. He said there's words there. He said there is action there. He now talk about truth. When it comes to truth, it's like a standard. And many times truth, truth is like, a, it's like a, a bittersweet pill. Sometimes when you are swallowing truth, it's bitter. It is when it gets into it that it becomes sweet. So in sacrificial, there's some level of, it feels like pain. And I'm not, I'm not talking of the pain of abuse now. But the pain of an effort to show the person that you love them. So this is commitment to do love in spite of difficulty involved. Because if I tell you and I finish at the point I love people, show action, and I don't tell you that there's difficulty there, I'll be lying to you. If you have been married for 24 hours, you will know that, uh, you know, this romance is always in the mind of people that are here to marry. Amen. <laughs> like somebody will say, he said, marriage is the only institution that some people who are not inside want to get inside. And the people who are inside, they want to get outside. Some people, because some of us want to stay there. Amen. We are staying there till we see Jesus. Amen to Jesus. But what the, that person was trying to say is that it's not bed of roses. There are very difficult situations. Even gentle people like me, we have issues. You know how gentle I am, right? I mean, as even butter can melt. If you try me now, you'll just find out that you'll find your butter next week. <laughs> just kidding. But what are we saying this morning? John chapter 3 verse 16, as we wrap up. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Many people talk about that. But... John chapter 3 verse 16 has another John 3 16. It's 1 John chapter 3 verse 16. 1 John chapter 3 verse 16. You are conversant with John chapter 3 verse 16. But this is really how John chapter 3 verse 16 eventually ends up when you become a child of God. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. John 3 16. But now this is your own response. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. We have to do the inconvenient for them. If you don't sacrifice for people, if you don't pray for people, if you don't burn the midnight oil, if everything you do, you do at convenience, you are not, you are not doing well. Because when it has to do with love, you do as commanded, not as, as convenient. And sometimes when it's as commanded, it is hard. It's sometimes hard to go and tell your wife, I'm sorry, when you feel like you are not really sorry. Let's bow down our heads this morning and speak to God. And ask Him that I want to truly identify with who I really am, a child of God. And I know this love matter, you need to help me. You need to help me, you need to help me, you need to help me. To the glory of your name. Thank you, Lord.